Hey yo, let me holler at you for a minute. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? If you have, let me tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me break it down for you. Anchor has tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, come here, it's free. Don't let nobody know I told you that. So, if you're interested in starting your own podcast, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned in to the Wrestling With My Thoughts podcast. Join us as we talk about wrestling, Kurt Brendan and Ron, oh yeah, my three amigos, wrestling fans giving you the deets, oh yeah. What's going on, Bam? Thank you for being here again this week. We're running a little bit behind. Bringing everybody back in now. Uh, just waiting on Brandon. All right, there's Brandon. Bam, if you are interested, we're going to be doing a watch along today of uh, Survivor Series 1997 for the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. So if you have uh, Peacock and if you want to queue it up to be able to watch it with us, um, go to uh, two hours, 14 minutes, and 37 seconds into the show. That's where we're going to start from when we start doing the review. Gentlemen, welcome aboard. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. How you doing? Good, man. Good, good. Folks, welcome to Wrestling With My Thoughts. This is our eighth episode. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. Uh, we came up on the 25th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob, and we're going to do a watch-along today of that match and talk about the match as, we, as we're watching it. And uh, we're also going to have some commentary afterwards, so uh, feel free to stick around for that. So we're going to forego the reviews of the weekly TV shows this week and instead kind of um, hustle through the, the review of Crown Jewel and a uh, little couple little things, and then we'll jump right into the watch-along. Um, Brandon, Kurt, I know you guys watched Crown Jewel. Um, Brandon, um, asking you first, what uh, did you think about the show overall? All right, um, about the show overall, the show was okay. Um, it was long, as usual. I had to watch it in, like, bits and pieces. But I eventually got all the way through it. Um, I enjoyed the main event more than I thought that I would. And, okay. Okay. I mean, it was, overall, it was, it was like, I don't really have nothing. I don't really have nothing too much to complain about. Yeah, I thought it was pretty right. good. Um, I did like the, um, and I don't know why, but the, Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre match. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, okay. The main event, 
I don't I didn't like how they made the, the Logan brothers look just like unstoppable or unbeatable. I I didn't like how they put them over like that. I understand yeah. it, but I, I I didn't like that. But the other matches, um Ron Strowman and the Omis match, I was not happy with that at all. I don't really like Batman matches <laughs> yeah. too much. Like yeah. It ain't too many of them that I can say to On, on that like match, it. I found out why uh, MVP didn't travel with Omos. Um, he used to be a Muslim, but now he's atheist. And he gets he gets yeah, I, apparently I, I guess the people in Saudi Arabia know that I guess I don't know how they know that but um, so he got a lot of uh, heat for that. Well, you know, then they gonna know. So twenty twenty two because I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I, I only I only heard it on a on another podcast that we listened to. Um, I heard them talk about it, and because uh, I I I don't know anybody's religious background. <laughs> Oh man. And a funny thing that uh looking at the at the match card here, I see that um Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley went on first. Now Brock flies on his own plane, from what I understand at least. Do y'all think Brock was like, you know what, I ain't getting stuck in this place again. I'm gonna get my match over and get the hell on up out of here. Because I was, I was surprised I to see them not. on first. I was like, wow, I can't believe they got them on first. But it, it, it was a good opening. <laughs> a match, I did yeah. like that match as well. I like that match as well. Oh, yeah. Right. I, oh, see, yeah. I see Brock I, went I over. Where do you think Brock they go with this? Um, Brock going over in the match. Where do y'all think this goes? I don't know. Yeah, that's the, that's the question. Because if know. you're building Bobby Lashley up, I don't want to say this, this loss hurts him, but this loss hurts him. <laughs> This one of those type deals I forgot. I forgot Brock even won until I just thought about it. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> Brock won the battle, but Bobby won the war. Because yeah, Bobby so, yeah. pretty much beat crap out of him after that. So yeah, we'll see where it goes, man. Because I'm like, I'm like Kurt. I, I have no idea where they go with this from here. That's the problem with having guys like Lesnar and Lashley and not having a roster that's on the level of say like a John Cena or something like that right now, because you don't have too many other people that are good enough or big enough to face them. So, all right, next up is Oscar and Alexa bliss versus Dakota Kai and EO sky. Um, as we predicted, uh, damage control got the titles back and, um, Kurt has a, a pretty uh pretty curious theory on this with Alexa Bliss. Um Kurt, you think she's gonna go back and, and pick up where she left off with Bray Wyatt? I do, because if you watch that match, um, and even the interview before they were backstage, you saw on the screen behind her that the little Bray Wyatt symbol came up and she got distracted and looked at it and stopped talking for a minute. And then she started talking back. So I definitely think that's going to happen. Okay. And uh, I'm going to back up here. Thank you, Brandon, for paying, uh, and I hate to say it like this, but for paying attention to the chat. Because Bam asked us, do we think Lashley will turn heel? Um, I think I think Lashley makes a better heel than he does babyface. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him turn heel. 
But then what do you, uh, well, I think Brock can still be a baby face, but he's going to kind of be that asshole type, like baby face. So. I think that, I think that it's going towards Bobby turning heel because he did this promo on Raw and he pretty much cut a heel okay. promo. And I like, yeah, I like him better. You know, I like him better as a heel myself. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Bobby, and then, that's why I didn't like them breaking up the hurt hurt business. Um, I think that was a great yeah. faction. And if you if you are going to yeah. break them up, then you shouldn't have taken MVP away from Lashley. But what do we know? <laughs> uh, yeah. um, then yeah. you've got Karrion Cross yeah. versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, Drew came out on top on this one. I don't like Drew coming out on top on this one because – with Karrion Cross coming back, I think you need to continue to build him up versus Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre has suffered some losses. Um, what do you guys think? I agree. But the way they did it, I don't think it's going to hurt him how the finish ended. But yeah, I definitely think okay. um, Cross should have yeah. won. But how they did it, you know, he didn't get pinned or anything like that. But, you know, he lost, but it, it, it's not going to hurt him. Okay. Right. Now, next up is the OC versus the Judgment Day, and I hope this is the end of this damn feud. All right, man. I am sick of. I, it. I, I mean, don't no more. Of it. I ain't, yeah, it's not <laughs> weak. I'm the equalizer overall. It's not the end. Yeah, I mean, it's just week after week after week of the same shit. So, okay, so I'm not a. I wouldn't have been a big NXT NXT fan. So the young lady who came. Who are now with those? I'm not familiar with her. Me or you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I, I've seen her wrestle a couple times. She's she's cool. But um, yeah. I think she debuted on the roster because I didn't before. know she was married to a rap. I think she debuted on the roster before, and then she got hurt or something like that. And I could be wrong. Isn't that who Keith Lee is married to? That is correct. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I know she's fine. I know that much. <laughs> um and judgment day comes out on top of this one um i really don't have too much to say um if you guys do we can talk about it if not we can move on <laughs> all right almost versus braun Strowman. um I, I mean it is what it is with two big men i'm not a big Strowman fan and i'm not i Almost hasn't really shown too much, but he's he's a big guy, so I don't really expect that much out of him. Um, what did you guys think about the match? Because I know you guys both like Strowman. Yeah, I mean, it was a typical big man match. I'm not a fan of big man matches like that. Unless, um, I think maybe one of the last good big man matches I've seen was Mark Henry in the Big Show, but um, I'm not a fan of him too much. But, I mean, you know, like you said, it was what it was. Yeah, almost. He just right. he's too green. He, he, he needs he two more on his belt. A lot. He reminds me of El Gigante. That's what he reminds me of. Oh, oh wow. hey, man. Hey, I, I know about El Gigante, man. <laughs> he ain't got to go that far. That's for real. That's, <laughs> At least he don't need a bodysuit. That's, that's the first time I've heard that comparison. But, oh, oh damn. That means he's not very good at all. At least he don't need a bodysuit. Oh, hopefully he, he can. Say what, Brandon? At least, uh, at least Omos don't need a bodysuit. Yeah, yeah. Put him in that bodysuit with all the hair under the arms and on the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like damn Chicago. 
All right, man. Next up is the title match between the Usos and the Brawling Brutes. Uh, Usos come out on top on this one, rightfully so. Um, I think it's too soon to, to take any of the titles away from uh, from the bloodline. Um, what did you guys think about the match itself? Yeah. I thought it was a good match. I didn't hate it. It was good. Yeah. yeah I mean, I looked at the clips. Um, I thought it would be a solid match, solid match just because of who's in it. Um, so it wasn't bad. It, 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 you know, it was a watchable match versus some of these other ones. Um, Bianca Belair versus Bailey uh, for the title. Um, Bianca Belair comes out on top of this one. What I didn't like about this one is all the extra added to it. Had they just let these two women go at it in the ring, I think it would have been a fine match. Um, to me, all the extra stuff that they put into it, kind of, it to me, it it took away and damn near ruined the match for me. And the ending, the the ending was stupid. That was a stupid finish. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, I didn't like yeah. easily got I'm off like, that, come got on, off are y'all that. really doing this right now? She could have easily got off and under that ladder. Yeah, that was stupid. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so something I do want to bring up because I was hearing about the crown jewel and, you know, being in that country, Saudi Arabia, how the women have to cover up. But so And it did it, it dawn on me as I'm watching all the women come out, like the reporters and everything, how they all of just everything is, they got on, the arms are not out or anything. So I was looking at the, how Bianca came out and then Bailey came out and just had on the, the full suit. And it just, it's kind of weird to me. Yeah, I mean, but that, I mean, because even that's, the, that's, the Bailey had well, a like she got to be hot in that suit. Yeah. Because if I'm not mistaken, um, <laughs> it's got to be from uh, your wrist down to the ankles. Um, like they're they're not allowed to, I, I, they're not allowed to dress like they dress in the, in here in the States, in the WWE ring. Yeah. Um, and even Bailey had on these things like on her hand to where if her sleeve came up or whatever, it was still covered. Man, yeah, I mean, and and that's, I mean, I, I'm not shitting on anybody's culture. Um, I'm not either. I, yeah. I just found it, you know, like, you know, just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> that's where I'm at. I'm with you, and I, and I wasn't suggesting that you were shitting on anybody's culture. I'm just, but that's the reason I don't understand. Well, I know why they take the show because of the ridiculous amount of money that the Saudi uh, family paid them, but. um that's why I don't understand they, why they do these shows because if you if you claim to be which WWE has claimed to be a progressive uh, organization and and pro putting women in a in a positive light, well then you go to a country like Saudi Arabia and the women have to take a back seat by default um, because of the because of the culture. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I don't get that either. Um, next up is the main event, Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Um, in every match Logan Paul has been in, I think he's done a good job. Um, I don't know if, I don't know who he's working with. Um, I think he's working with Shawn Michaels and somebody else at the performance center, but, uh, he, um, yeah, he looks good. He, he doesn't look like a celebrity coming in, not knowing what to do. 
Um, and then whatever little flubs he makes, it you expect it because it fits into the story without it fitting into the story that he's an outsider coming in. Um, like you, Kurt, I didn't like, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't like how they they pushed everybody else into the match. If you're going to have a scuffle between Logan's crew and the bloodline, the bloodline has to come out on top. Um, Jake Paul punches were pretty bad. Yeah, I, it, but you expect that. Uh, Bam Bam said Jake Paul's punches were were pretty bad. Um, yeah, well, yes, they were. I you agree. expect that Jake? <laughs> I, I don't know. Jake to me had no business being there anyway. But I mean, it's to be expected, I guess. It's his brother in the ring, but um, yeah, Jake's did look pretty pretty bad. So, but again, Roman Reigns comes out on top, uh, retains the championship. Who do you all think may at some point be? A legitimate contender for this title because he's been through uh, he's been through everybody so this but this is what i was thinking but i see they screwing this up i was thinking when they brought ray wyatt back it would be him but yeah. the way they're going now i don't know nah. i have no idea who, who, who can beat it or who, yeah. who would they would the only person that I can strike now is Lashley. Which, um, but if you, have, if you keep having Lashley lose to Lesnar, then that makes no sense either. Yeah, because him and Lesnar have had, what, three matches now and he's won all three? Yeah. That's the second. So that was the second. Okay. He won the first one. That's when he beat him for the title. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay. Well, and and I guess kind of that's my point. Like, they've, they've we've seen them face each other. That It's old hat. Now, if, if they don't touch for a year or whatever, and then all of a sudden Brock, let's say Brock goes away again and comes back and is like, you know, I want my title. That may be interesting. Or, so hold on, because I did, I forgot about this right here. And this would make yeah. a little sense if he's able to come back uh, healthy. Yeah, because I just... Uh, Cody, if, if, if Cody comes back and they put him in a good storyline, I can see them Having Cody beat him. You know what? Right now. They're talking, they're talking about him coming back at the wrong. Yeah, I did forget about that. You're right. That could be a good one. So they're talking about that could be a very good it one. It could be. Especially if they do it yeah. right, which they seem to do everything right with the bloodline so far. Um hopefully they don't screw it up. They have. But but with with Kurt bringing up uh Bray Wyatt. We kind of skipped right over that. Um, I think all three of us, I was the one that was the most excited, I think, um, because I, I thought Bray Wyatt, <clears throat> he, I thought that he could be this generation's Undertaker. Um, but now he's come back. He, he left on a sour note with the, the Fiend shit, the Firefly, Firefly Funhouse stuff. Um, now he's come back. I was excited. I'm like, maybe this will finally be his time to shine, to really be what I think he could be. And he's going into this Uncle Howdy mess. So I don't know what they're going to do with him or what he's doing with his. I don't know. All I know is I'm disappointed and it sucks. Yeah, because it could have been a lot better, a lot better. Okay. This is bad. This is really bad. Yes. 
It is. Yeah. Um, I see. I can see if he was putting together an army to take down the bloodline. That that might have worked, but now it see to me going so, going into this Uncle Howdy shit, they they ruined all of that. They ruined all of that potential. Yeah. So if he started off by saying, "Hey, I'm trying to go for Roman Reigns, but I need a, I need a crew to help me with the bloodline because he can't do it by himself," and he got all these folks set up and whatever, whatever. I could definitely I could have got behind that, but just throwing all this stuff out of just nowhere, it's like, okay, well, what's the what what what's the point? Yeah. So this is so this is what I'm reading. As I'm reading, as we this is unfolding, what the storyline and what they're trying to build is his uncle Howdy is trying to take him back to be the main character, and that's where he's gonna build his arm to where it's gonna be back with Elixir Bliss, and then maybe bring back um, Bo Dallas, and then somebody else to. We create the wire family to go against the bloodline. That's what the the, the theory is right now. They taking precious time getting there. Yeah, they're taking a precious time. I'm like, well, why? Right, yeah, that that oh. may to me that may have worked when he first came back. To what they're doing now ruins all of that, in my opinion. I agree. Um, I agree. I totally agree. So, but that's the, that, know, that's the theory, or, or like you know what people are singing right now on why they're doing it. And that's a, the theory behind it. Because I, as I see the thing with the, the come across as Alexa Bliss is talking, and I'm like, well, that's Bray Wyatt's symbol. And then she got started and looked at it. I'm like, okay, well, I see they're going to get back together. Yeah. Just the thing is, you don't want to take too much time because, you know, somebody could get hurt because they're on a run run right now. Yeah, and oh, you know, take too much time. Like, and I'm not saying to rush it or anything, but I'm like, okay, if you want to debut somebody else, let's bring it on. You don't need three months just to bring out one person. And speaking of theories, Bam Bam brought up a good point um, when we were talking about who could challenge Roman Reigns. He said it won't be a theory since he blew his chance on Raw. That was the stupidest cash in I've ever seen. That was his fault. But so, so hold on now. But let's go back. Let's go back. Because if you listen to it, they was like, "Well, he never actually cashed it in." Hmm. Huh? Yeah. If you if you go back and listen to it, they were like, "Well, he really didn't cash it in." Because it's supposed to just be for a world title, right? Yeah. So technically, I I thought that it could be for any title. No, no, I, no. I thought it was supposed to be for the work. That's why when I when I, now, when I, I I'm with you. I think that's how it started out, but then I think at some point they switched it up because I remember somebody talking about using it for the NXT title, or maybe I'm just imagining that. I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? If he would have went for the NXT title, I wouldn't have had an issue with that. I think he fit in better down there anyway. Yeah, I, I just think, to me, them making, and this is kind of going off topic, but them making NXT an official third brand was a mistake. Um, they needed they needed to keep those guys and ladies on, on the network where you had to go find them to see them and not put them on national TV because that is supposed to be a developmental program. So that way, when they finally come to SmackDown or to Raw, they are actually, unless you've been following NXT, they are actually brand new people. Um, yep. 
And it made it made it way more special too because you had to get the yes. about that show. Yes. So that was Crown Jewel. That's uh, kind of our discussion on that. Um, I know it's kind of uh, breezed through it, but we're trying to get through it to get to the watch along. Um, before we do that, I did want to bring up the fact, um, and Kurt may be the odd, odd man out on this. Uh, well, Kurt will be the odd man out on this. <laughs> yes, I will. But there is no wild plan. <laughs> there are um, there are unconfirmed reports that suggest that uh, the game developer Ukes who is developing the AEW game Fight Forever, uh, that them and Kenny Omega are button heads over this, this video game. Um, AEW, for some ungodly reason, assigned Kenny Omega to oversee the development of this game. Now, to be fair to Kenny Omega, he's an avid gamer. He does have a, a Twitch channel and does stream gaming and all that, but to my knowledge, he has absolutely no history or no experience in video game development. And I can see it maybe from the aspect of, hey, here's an idea. Here's what I like as a gamer sort of thing, kind of a, you know, to get the fan or the gamer side of the view. But I don't understand why the hell they would put him in charge of overseeing the development of this game. So, um there are sources that suggest that Ukes has taken advantage of Omega uh, because of that lack of knowledge and are trying to extend this uh, development deal for Fight Forever to get more money out of it. Um, the game is already way, the development of the game is already way over budget and they've had to, to, to scale back in some cases completely remove content from the game the biggest thing to me is they had to reduce the roster. That That is something I, I get having a few people for downloadable content, but like FTR, FTR is not on the game. They would be D, uh, what they call DLC, downloadable content. I don't think FTR should be downloadable content. I don't know. Maybe that's a good business strategy. I don't know, but... Um, the point being that the, the game is so over budget that they've had to scale back on some of this. And word is that Ukes is using that to try to position themselves for a long-term developing deal with AEW for, for future games. Um, I, I don't game anymore only because of my vision. Uh, it's, it's hard for me. My, my, my vision, um, has affected greatly affected my hand eye coordination. So, like if if Brandon Kurt, if all of us were standing out and throwing a football around, you would see me like trying to catch the football. It would look like I've never caught a football in my life because of my hand eye coordination now. So I don't game anymore. But when I did, I loved playing some of these wrestling games. Some of them were better than others. Um, Brandon, I know that that you're a gamer. Um, are you looking forward to the AEW game? <laughs> uh, at one point in time, I was, and I'm just, just, you know, I've been, I've been a fan of wrestling games since same, I was same. a young child. I've been playing wrestling games since 1997. So, you know, of course, you know, I'm looking, I see especially a new brand that's coming out. I'm looking forward to the game. Look, I was looking forward to playing the game, but now because they have, it taken so long. This is not a situation where, like, NCAA football that's coming out next year. You know, that's going to be beast when that come out next year. I might cry if the date come out and I put that thing on PlayStation or whatever. 
Yeah. Um, the way that it's developing, and then you got somebody in there that don't know what they're doing. I'm like, this game is gonna be trash. I'm gonna buy it anyway. But this game is gonna be trash, in my opinion, when it comes out. It's not gonna be nothing on the level of a WWE 2K or anything like that. Because you know, WWE 2K is the excuse me. WWE 2K is the standard now. And if you don't have anything that's gonna top that, yep. God bless you. That's all I can say. But you know, on the <laughs> AEW game, especially the AEW faithful, they're gonna buy the game. But yeah, you know, if, if oh Lord, but I mean, just the way everything that's coming out, you got people in place that don't know what they're doing. Then you know, you, you dead in the water. So yeah, I mean, because video games um, for for wrestling promotions are huge money makers. Um, so it it makes sense that they want to do a video game. Um, I question maybe going into it so soon, but that's just me. Um, but like you, like I, I don't get why you put somebody in charge of overseeing the development of this game. Hire someone that has video game development experience. Um, and like I say, o- Omega could be there as a uh, right. as a consultant. That's fine. But putting him in charge of the of overseeing it is asinine to me. Um, now, having said that, I don't know what he knows about game development. Um, so I'll, I'll be fair in saying that. But it, it, I mean, judging by the way that this is that this is going on with them, I don't think it's a good relationship. I don't think it's a good look. Um, there are sources that are quoting Kenny Omega as saying that he quote hates, unquote, working with Ukes on this game. Um, so this it seems to be a contentious relationship. And I agree with you, Brandon. I think that's only going to lend to a bad game. Um, now, also like yourself, I've been a fan of video games for a long time. I remember playing tag team wrestling on the NES and loved that game. Um, and we talked a little bit about it last night. Um you you got an N64, yeah. right? Now, tell me that those wrestling games on N64 That's correct. hold up over this period of time to these newer games coming out. Yes. I'm telling you, man, those uh those those they games on N64 for the time were like revolutionary. I mean, they weren't they weren't extremely hard to play like you didn't have to do all these stupid ass uh button presses or whatever to to get some of the moves and it was just fun it was easily playable um the 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 depth of the rosters was insane and it was it was the replayability factor was very high on those games i loved it i would get lost for hours playing uh uh, WCW versus NWO, uh, WCW versus NWO Revenge, all of the Raw games. Uh, probably my favorite was WrestleMania 2000. Oh, yeah. I would argue that WrestleMania 2000 was better than No Mercy, especially going back. I have No Mercy, especially going back and playing No mm-hmm. Mercy. No Mercy, ooh, it set the standard, but I think WrestleMania 2000 blew it out of yes. the water. WrestleMania 2000 was, was a Very great game. And um, the only thing, so forgive me for my uh, being naive, but 
What is an M64? N Nintendo. It's a Nintendo, and oh, it's, it's called 64 because it went uh, to uh, uh, 65 or 64 bit, 64 bit. Because the first games were 8 bit. And then you had um, 16 bit. And then oh, okay. Nintendo, which was also the last game to have cartridges, was 64. So they just called it the N64. So, um, oh, okay. but. Uh, but yeah, I, I the only knock I really have on the uh, the the WWE games is they can be a little complex in terms of getting the move sets down and, and for playability. Unless you're an absolute hardcore gamer, for me, it's just a little too complex. And the create a wrestler mode, it, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. It's good that you can create everything you want about your wrestler. The bad thing is you can create everything you want about your wrestler and it'll take you two, three hours to really make someone. So, but, uh, say what, Brandon? I was about to say that the, um, the wrestling games back in the day, they were very, it was more simplistic and it was just made, just, you just had fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Now the wrestling games, I went simulation style, just like Madden and NBA 2K. And they kind of take the fun out of it a little bit because you got to, I mean, even though the, the 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 buttons are easier to use now, thank God, but still, like, it's too much that you have to do instead of just pressing the button. It's too much that you got to do. Like, if you want to put in a submission, you got to press a button. Um, you got to play, like, this little mini game in order to submit your opponent and all that. Versus just, uh, you right. know, you go ahead and right. beat them down so much to the point where, okay, once you put in that submission, then that's it. You know, so, I mean... You know, the, the, the older games were a lot, they were a lot more fun and easier to play because everybody could play. Even if you didn't know how to play, everybody could play. All you got to do is mash a whole bunch of buttons and you was going to do something. But now, you, know, you, just, you really got to, like, be uh, really strategic in what it is you're doing and how you're doing it. You know, but that, that's been going in that direction for maybe the last 15 years. Man, let me tell you, on, on the very first PlayStation, they had a game called WCW versus the World. And yep. me one of my best friends and uh, my sister's ex-husband, we all used to get together and we created the whoop ass championship and we would have a competition amongst ourselves <laughs> to, to, you know, try to see who could hold the title the longest. And I remember I held it. I had like 21 consecutive uh, title defense, but it was, it was fun because we would talk trash. It would, we would mess with each other while trying, while playing, trying to get somebody to mess up, but it was just, it was fun, man. So for AEW's sake, man, I, I hope they can, like you said, God bless them. I hope they can get it right, but I, I don't know what the hell they're going to do with this game. <laughs> so, um, Moving right along, is there is there anything either one of you gentlemen want to discuss before we get into this watch along? Nope. Besides, okay, we're doing um Survivor Series nineteen ninety seven. So yes. I think to kind of break the ice on it a little bit. And so, and what when was this? November. Um, November nineteen ninety seven. I was seven years old. What were y'all doing? Because <laughs> y'all was being by the yeah, 1997. I was already—I had already graduated school three years prior to that. I was—I was 24. <laughs> <laughs> I was 21. I was old enough to drink. Yep. 
24 just had Erica was about to turn two. Oh, yeah, 97 was two years before my son was mm. born, so. <laughs> 97, 97, I was in the first grade. <laughs> I feel old, man. <laughs> I was in the first, I was in the first grade, Mrs. Brown, Mrs. Brown's class. Well, it might have been second grade. Well, one of them. I was in the first, I think I was in the first grade, 97. Yep, I was in the first grade. Yeah, I had, I, so, I, so, so I think. Um, six years, I graduated in 1991. So I, I think that getting Brandon's perspective is going to be real interesting because Brandon has the perception of, of having seen this as a child, but then having seen it as an adult too. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't see this as a child because I didn't start watching WWE until 1998. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. WrestleMania, WrestleMania 14, gotcha. 1998. That's when, I, that's when I started watching. I didn't know any. I didn't know none of this was going on at this time. You know, we didn't have cable back then, so the only wrestling that I got was the wrestling that came on Channel Seventeen TBS, which was WCW. So at that time, we had Thunder and WCW Saturday Night and Worldwide. So that was the only wrestling that I got at the time until. Oh, um, I feel. Until, uh, I feel sorry for you that you that you only had Thunder to watch. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I only saw the Nitro. I mean, I remember watching Thunder and watching the uh and watching the Goldberg match. You know, my brother still says Thunder, to this day he took me to that match. I'm like, I don't remember that at all, but okay. Thunder Thunder was a disaster from the very beginning. Um, I, I realize that now, but at the time, I was that was the coolest thing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got to remember you were seven, time. eight years old. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, man, I, man I, was, I was on there watching Goldbergs, uh, sparing holes through people. <laughs> the, only way, the only way I could get to um, watch Nitro is if I went to my grandmother's house because they had cable. So me and my granddad yeah. would watch. We're sitting there and watch Nitro together or whatever. So, yeah, that was the only way I could get. That was the only way that I could get Nitro. I would just catch the highlights on Saturday night on WCW Saturday night or whatever, and that was it. That's all the wrestling that I got at the time. Yeah, man. I, whew, it's seven years old. Hell, I was watching the good, the good stuff then. The good stuff. Um, all right, so we'll go ahead and jump right into this because uh, Bam dropped out on us. Um, you know, uh, Bam, I hope you you join us next week. Um, so we're going to go ahead and get started on this, and I guess we'll do a countdown to to press play or whatever. All right, so on when I say yeah. one, press play. All right, three, two, one. All right, and. Are you guys seeing Shawn Michaels come out of the locker room? Okay, all right. I remember, I remember him yeah. uh, wearing this setup. Look at the background. <laughs> I see that man. I never liked Shawn Michaels' uh, ring gear. Yeah, it was. Just, really? I don't know. It was something about it. Just you may laugh at me for this, but something about it just screamed sex dungeon to me. Good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It just screams. I, I thought I thought his ranger always fit him. It just I'm screams. Like, nobody pull that off, but him. But now I agree with that. Yes. And there's China. Hey, man. I don't know what y'all gonna think about what I'm about to say, but that back shot of China. China's back looked nice right there. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> China, China was, dang. China did her thing. 
Man, I can only imagine trying to navigate the gorilla position right there. I would have fell all over myself, myself trying to walk through there. <laughs> and out comes HBK by himself. Yeah, yep. And I just want to give a quick shout out to Rick Rude. Rick Rude, one of my guys back in the day, man. Man, yes. I miss, you, I miss Rick. I, I, yeah, I, I miss Rick Rude. That was one of my guys back in the day, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was, he was a big superstar. He was a superstar. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad when I got older, I went back and watched. I didn't know that he was in the WWE. I didn't know that he was in the WWF. Before. Hey, man, did somebody, I, I forgot, somebody just hit him with a drink. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> he, just, he, just, he just shook it all off, like, yeah, bitch. <laughs> and I forgot he had that title. That's the European title, right? Yeah. I yep. forgot he had yep. that. Yep. He had just won it a few days before this, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. That's when the European title. <laughs> Wiping his ass with the Canadian flag. Man. Blowing his nose on it. Okay, y'all let the part where he's blowing. Okay, we all together. Dang, you can't you can't do that now. No, there's there's a lot of stuff you couldn't get away with now. God, you can't do that now. I think he's about to hump it. Yep, this is when he humps it. Yeah. (laughs) Golly. That's when that's when Sean was out of control, man. Sean was was yeah. doing all them drugs, taking all. Oh gosh, did y'all see that sign in the crowd? Wow, you can't do that now. Jeez, I didn't, I didn't see it. I'm, but I'm a little the, the sign in the crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, that was yeah. And I missed the days of signs in the crowd. Yeah. Good artwork right there. Yeah, you can't do that no more. Yeah, fans. Wow. Yeah, man. It comes brick. Yeah, walking through here. Well, right here would probably wouldn't be so bad. But right there, I'd fall all over myself. I cannot see trying to navigate darkness. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I miss I missed that. When the uh, uh big championship match scene, the wrestlers walk from the locker room. Man, I missed that because that made it feel big. That made it see, feel so big. And see what what I like about this, like, don't get me wrong, I like the HD uh look when we watch wrestling, but this is it's just grittier and better. Um yeah. like I say, the, the the shit for raw now is just way too bright, way too flashy. And this is you don't walk, you gotta go through gorilla and you gotta duck your head just to get through gorilla. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They got that man got gorilla done up so nice now. Who's the little kid? I think that's, uh, that's one of their kids, I think. It might be old. Yeah, I have no clue. I was just about to ask the same question. Either Owen's kid or that's David Boy's kid. That's one of their kids. Or it might be Brett's kid. It's one of their kids. I wonder if that was Davy Boy Jr. Maybe. Hart, and this man. is uh correct me or or set me straight. This was just after uh Pillman passed away, right? Yep. Yeah. Pillman passed away about a month or two before this. Yeah, man. I was I was in Minneapolis when I found out he passed away. Um traveling with a job 
And as a matter of fact, that night I was thinking about um, going to that pay-per-view, but I would have had to take a taxi because I was driving a U-Haul truck. Um, and so I just stayed in the hotel room and watched it uh, there. Man, yeah. And and the thing is, for for me at least, I didn't realize how good Pillman was until I really started watching stuff after he passed away. Now, I never, I always thought he was good, but when I was watching, just everything he did from, you know, leaving WCW, going to ECW, and working himself into a position the way he did. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Jim Hurd, because Rick Blair was trying to push him to the moon for them to have a feud, but Jim Hurd didn't see any potential in it. And then I think, um, I forgot who was it. Um, I think it was Bill Watts. Bill Watts was like, you know, we're going to make you lose every match. He said, well, I'm going to be the highest paid job I ever do. Damn it, man. Yeah. Because Rick saw a lot of potential in him, and Rick was like, I want to have a few with him, but they wouldn't do it. Because Rick was trying to push him like he pushed the thing. And watching this now, knowing that Shawn Michaels knew what was going to happen, I just, I I can't imagine what was going through his mind right now. I mean, I know it, it wasn't anything like, man, I feel bad doing this. It wasn't nothing like that, but He's just like, I'm right. trying to get out of here alive. He knew we were about to go down. Damn. Now, Earl, Earl, uh, I think help, didn't help her know too. Say what? I he said, did Earl help her know too? Right, he knew right before the match. So this is what I want y'all to do. Damn. So listen, when y'all get time, go back and listen to some to the rest of it with um, Conrad. Because Conrad went, went back and did a remix for the 25th anniversary. And he's talking to Jim Ross. Jack Briscoe and um, Bruce, and he put, he's putting it all together because um, uh, Jack Briscoe is the one who Vince was like, Vince told him, and he was like, "This is what we gonna do." Yeah, wasn't but what three people that knew? Yeah, Vince, Vince, Vince Briscoe, Jack and HBK. And, and Earl Hebner didn't even know. Hebner knew right before the match. Because what I did know, listening to um, the podcast is Hebner and uh, Bret Hart were very good friends. Because Bret would always, when they were back in the day, Earl might be on the plane in the economy and Bret Hart would pay for first class and sit up there with him. You see, this is I, I, I'm going to sound like the old guy. I don't care. This is wrestling, man. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm thankful that knowing what was going to happen, that Shawn Michaels didn't go out there and do like he did with Hulk Hogan. I still have not watched that match. I got to yeah. go back and look at it. Go back over. You're going to laugh your ass off when you watch it. Because he, he way oversold everything. Man, these fans are into this match right here. That was fun. Hmm. 
I like how the barricade was like right next to the ring too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's back when they had the, the steel barricade. Steel guard rail. Where did all those referees come from? I don't know how it would feel being HBK on that hostile crowd. Everybody out there, right? <laughs> Everybody out there. That's why I was like, where all those referees come from? Oh, they know what time it is, man. You don't see stuff like that no more, though. Because now, because we live in a in a sue happy society now. You go out there now, and you step on somebody's toe, they're gonna sue you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I get it. If, I get it if you're watching a match and a piece of light tube comes out there and hits you suing, but for somebody stepping on your toe. Yeah, got Commissioner Slaughter out there. There's too many people out on outside of the ring. Yeah, got like 15 cameramen out there. In, in, in my- <laughs> why, what are what what all the referees doing out there? Just trying to keep them under control. Because you know, at this time, Brett and Sean Michaels legitimately did not like each other. Yeah, but what the ref gonna do? Nothing. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I never thought about that. But look at all you got. Look at you got Kyoto out there, Jimmy Cordes, Jack Dome. This back when you knew the referees' names. Uh, now, white rest in peace. So many referees in this match, right? Now. So yeah. for for all the bitching and moaning I do about countouts in the ring now. <laughs> here, here's a uh, here's a. Right there, holding on for dear life and laughing. Yeah. Oh, you gonna try to pile drive him out there in front of the people? All right, there you go. Get him back. There, there you go. Get him back over. The, get him back over the rail. All right. And why this guy got on the pink shirt? <laughs> I guess he invite. I guess he invite City man. Oh, kick him right in the nuts. Go Briscoe. Yeah, Francois Petit out there. Look at how much space they have between the ring and the uh and the guardrail. There's not a lot of space out there at all. Man, I'm oh, telling you, that, that event I went to in Thomaston is just like that. Like no room. I shouldn't say no room, but but you've got the ring, the mats on the floor, and then the guardrail, and that's it. Hmm. And those aren't no mats that are just nailed to the floor. Those hmm. are mats. all you gotta do is just pick it up and throw it, and it's gone. Wow. Man, I don't care how well you prepare for it. A backdrop to the damn concrete cannot feel good. Don't, there's no gear. No, Anybody not. that's ever fallen on concrete, oh my god! Anybody that's ever fallen on concrete know how that feels. Shit! <laughs> damn! You see the body just bounce off the concrete. Yeah, that hurt. That part of that hurt. Matter? That yeah. hurt both of them. That yes. hurt both of them. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> So I'm like, get the fuck out of my way, man. <laughs> Look at this. No, but spotlight on. Yeah, get the, get all these referees out of here. Look at all them dudes out there. No, but, but see, you know what, though? In retrospect, it's like you knew something was about to go down because everybody out there. There's too many yeah. people. Imagine going to work and all your bosses in the big heads are just standing around everywhere. It's like, all right, what the hell going on here? You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah, I understand why Briscoe's out there. And with, with Slaughter being the commissioner, I understand why he's out there. But it's it's, it's 10 referees <laughs> out there. What are we doing? What the hell are we doing? 
And the, and the thing, the crazy thing is, it's not like they're trying to separate them and get them in the ring. So you're just, you're, you're yeah. point, oh, damn, you're go. pointless standing out there. They just letting them go. Ooh, one of them fire extinguishers hurt for real. What are they giving? No, that's a real fire thing. That's a real fire thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just be wondering sometimes, like, at one point in time, I did want, at one point in time, I did want to wrestle. Kind of, I never. You know, I, like, I, really I, I, I don't remember all these referees in this in this match. I okay. I don't either. I don't remember them being outside the ring this long. I don't either. But you know what? Though I've only watched this match one time. This is the second time I've ever watched this match. Oh wow! This is the second time I've ever watched this match. Me too. Because the only thing that I've ever Me really too. seen was the finish. And then one day I was just sitting around. I was like, let me see what kind of built up to it. And I, just, I sat and watched the entire thing. Yeah, because back in the day. Time, I don't remember seeing it. Look at, look, at, look at young Vince McMahon. <laughs> Before all his indiscretions was put out there. <laughs> he was able to fuck around and, and nobody found out. Yeah, that, that probably one of the first times he wasn't on commentary. I was like, all right, Vince, Vince is out there. You know oh, man, look at a young. Uh, Damn. Uh, Damn it, now I can't think of his Pat Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Pat was the man. Yeah, Pat was the man. Pat had a, Pat, Pat had a, Brandon, did Pat you, had a changed mind for wrestling. Brandon, do you know that at one point WCW was flirting with the idea of trying to get him over there? No, I didn't know that. That wouldn't have been a bad idea. Man, Pat would went over there and said everybody Not straight. I I do, but I don't, because I think WCW was doomed just because of the Turner acquisition. Yeah. And and then the sale, and then the sale from Turner to AOL Time Warner. So. I mean, but no, I think as far as the rest of the product, I think Pat would have went over there and said to everybody, oh, let, yeah. let, let, he wouldn't have let that bullshit they was doing fly. But Pat was like, no, Pat was king of the finishes or whatever, so. I just, I knew yeah. I, I knew I that, that, shit, that bullshit that they was doing over there with the flu, not with Pat. Because nobody, for, for whatever reason, you know, WCW, they were making money, but nobody in that turn organization liked wrestling, so they never just wanted to support. And look at the look at the cameraman, and uh, I'm talking the the photo cameraman around the ring. I was got the, the big match feel. That's that shit yeah. that went in. Those those guys that work for Pro Wrestling Illustrated and all that. Yeah. Like this is like a big time boxing championship match right here. Yeah. Yeah. And for the life of me, here it comes. Here comes a kip up. For the life of me, I do not understand how WCW got the 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 most the wrestler with the most Fanfare, whatever. Everybody was talking about Brett. You get him and you fuck it up. They, they didn't know what to do. Well, no, not at all. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to say my comment about him for the, for the end. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just, I, I, so, man, I, I wish. So, so somebody bleed. 
Huh? Somebody's bleeding because I saw it on Sean on his chest and I see blood on um, red hand. So I don't know where they bleeding from. Somebody's bleeding. My God, my bit of lip or something like that because I can't see it either. Look at, look at Sean over there talking shit. <laughs> look at them. Man, I love it. <laughs> Hey, we got a listener yes. that just popped in. And see, look, that's what I mean. That's the difference between, in my opinion at least, that's the difference between fans now and then. They weren't trying to make themselves a part of the show. They wanted to get in Shawn Michaels. They wanted to get in the ring and start yeah. beating Smith. Look, look, look at Shawn going back out there to talk some more shit. But now you're going out to bread. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine being that kid right there? I can't believe, but I can't believe the barricade is that close to the ring. Say that again, Kurt. I said I can't believe the barricade is that close to the ring. Yeah, it's only it's only the the width of the uh of the ring mats. Yeah, I'm somebody right there. Then you'd never see that right now. Now you got like twenty feet in between the ring and the barricade. Mm-hmm. But Sean Michaels, he, he's taking it all in. He's taking advantage of it. Making them hate him. Now, this may be where one of them bleeds or something. It should have been blood. And this is a, a random thought out of nowhere, but I can't stand how on the peacock, none of this shit is in order. Like, when I went to it, they had, it wasn't like... um. Survivor Series one, two, three, four. No, they got they they got it in oh, seasons. So yeah, you have to look off to the side. Ah, okay. Season one through, and if you look at it, they have it in season. Yeah, they that peacock is screwed up. I know what you did wrong. You went where it says every Survivor Series ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just didn't put them in order, but when you put them in seasons, it get me, it gets me confused. But at least on that one, they'll tell you what year it is. So yeah. Because once you go to season, if you look off to the right, it has all the years from the bottom to the top. Yeah. And I don't I don't see how what they're doing right now. Fans now call this shit boring, and I don't understand why. Because they I guess fans today don't understand wrestling psychology. I don't know. They don't. They, 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 they don't. They've gotten they used don't. to all the hot spots. They don't. They've gotten used to all the hot spots, but I would love to see a match like this. Yeah. Where it's just two men just that there's two men getting in the ring that could wrestle, no ring psychology, and they get in there and just wrestle. They know how to go to the outside mm-hmm. and you know take their shots on the outside and it was believable. It looked like a real fight. And they're doing whatever it is they gotta do to put down their opponent. And the stuff actually looked like it hurt, especially when he hit the concrete out there. With with that being said, somebody invited me to watch <clears throat> a YouTube class today where um, 
a guy that teaches self-defense was going to put on put people in wrestling moves to see what really works what really doesn't or i guess not to see but to show people what really works what really doesn't but they were they were doing the live um right as we were recording so i'm gonna go back and try to watch it later Okay. How about after we are done recording, I got to go to my office and move my desk. Yeah. Fuck shit for Saturday. Damn. No, well, when I say I move my, I don't have to actually move the desk. I just got to move from one desk to another. But that in itself is bad enough because we have monitor stands that attach to the desk. So I have to unscrew my monitors, all that shit. But I'd rather do it today. I get paid to do it, so I ain't complaining. But I'd rather do it today than go in Monday. Okay. Right. One, two, kick out. There it is. Yeah. All right. Kick out. Get right in the knee. We can that knee. We ain't gonna put that sharpshooter in there. <laughs> we can that knee. Now, I ain't talking about you just do one shot to the knee, then put him in the submission. No, winking that. I'm talking about rip his knee. To, there you go. Rip his, rip his knee to shreds. Mm. Then put him in that submission. I always thought this move was cool when he did the sharpshooter on the turnbuckle on the red ropes. I always thought that mm-hmm. was cool. And you know, that's part of the reason. Um, that's part of the reason. Uh, that's part. That's part of how Brett got that concussion that gave him that stroke when he did it on Goldberg. Goldberg, he didn't put it in right. Yeah, because he, so, he hit his head on the concrete. I think. Yeah. I think that's what gave it to him first. But now I, I'll yeah. say, watching that yeah. match, Brett or uh, Goldberg did kick the shit out of him. He kicked the <laughs> fuck out of him. He didn't mean to. I, 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 to be honest with you. And I understand that, you know, Goldberg apologized and everything. I can see why Brett was pissed because Goldberg did Oh, yeah, I can see why he was pissed. Goldberg simply just did not follow directions. And if he would have listened to Brett, that shit wouldn't have happened. Or at least and I've always loved that move right there. Something, he might have just slipped or something like that. I think Brett would have been all right because he's like, hey, man, things happen. But no, nah, uh, Goldberg just didn't, he just didn't do what Brett told him to do to protect him. Yeah, I, I love this part of this little move right here. I mean, like for me, it's the little, especially watching as, as an adult now, it's the little shit that I like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they go to figure four. I've been putting in a figure four that before. That ain't that bad. Man, that, it, it really does hurt. I've been putting one before. I um, when I was a kid, I got a I got an opportunity to get in a wrestling ring. I, um, the guy that used to be our youth pastor at church <clears throat> was also he used to be a wrestler. wasn't anybody like really famous or anything, but um, his cousin in Lakewood had a ring in his backyard, and we went over there one Saturday. And his cousin put me in the mind of Norman the Lunatic. So think of a man about that big. That dude put me in the oh, ring corner and ran towards me and gave me a ring splash. Didn't hurt at all. Damn. I didn't feel a thing. I mean, I felt, of course, I felt him 
him bump up against me, but I didn't feel it. <laughs> um, and then he laid me down and got up on the second rope, jumped off and splashed me. Again, I, I felt barely felt his weight on me. And I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. This is supposed to be her. I said, I mean, I'm a kid. I'm thinking to myself, ah, he must have been taking it easy on me. <laughs> you know how to yeah. land on you without killing you. But it was cool, man. But I, that's the first time I, I, he was showing us uh, how to run the ring ropes, right? And I never knew that there was a, call me crazy at that age, especially, I never knew that there was a technique to running the ropes. Yeah. I heard those ring ropes hurt. Say what? I heard I heard that the ring ropes hurt. Yeah. You got to um, get used to it because it hurts. Yeah, I've read several wrestlers, uh, be it books or articles, interviews or whatever, talk about when you first start running ropes, it rubs your, um, right there where your underarms meet your ribs, says that it yeah. bruises it, turns it raw. Yeah. But then it's like once you get used to it, you just don't feel it anymore because yeah. your body done built up a callus to it. Yeah. Hey, Kirk, did I did we ever tell you about that time Lee Powell drove me on the corner of Mama Bed and knocked me out? No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm always wondering too, like how you do that damn knee, uh, that backbreaker on the knee, and it not hurt. Oh, that, that that's hurt. That hurt. That, that got hurt. That got hurt. Oh, brother Earl took a took a bump. Yeah, I don't remember what happened. Yeah, yeah, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it during the holidays. But Lee Pye drove me on the corner, a corner of Mama Bed and knocked me out for five minutes. <laughs> hey, one of my teeth got knocked out. Damn it, <laughs> man! man. <laughs> it did. I have, I was just in a car accident maybe a few days prior to this, so I still had a piece of glass stuck in my eye. Didn't know, it, and it popped the glass out of my eye. Mm. Uh oh! Here we go. Here we go. Look, 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 Throwing stuff in the ring. And, and Sean's like, what are you doing, Vince? What are you doing? Oh, trying to play it off. Look at him trying to play it off. Triple H out there, being his bodyguard. Yeah, grab, got the hell on. Everybody running. Look at Briscoe running. He's like, get the hell out of here, Sean. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. Let's go. Look at the Run. Run. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> Like, shut up, just keep moving. Just keep going. Yeah, so listen, I want y'all to go back and listen to Conrad's uh podcast, the something to wrestle with, because Jack Briscoe laid all of it out. Yes. I've heard that one. He laid all of it out. He laid all of I it out. I listened to that before. No, but if you listen to the new one, they, they just did Oh, they just did another one. Yes, and Conrad got everybody in one. And just go from Jim Ross to Bruce to uh, Jack Briscoe on how everything came about. 
because Jim didn't know anything <laughs> about it. Bruce didn't know anything. The only person they knew was Vince, Jack, and Shawn Michaels, and um, the referee, Hepburn. And Hepburn only knew wow. minutes before the match passed. Because Briscoe wow. um, had to say, listen, this will be doing at her. Hepburn um, was like, no, I'm not doing that. And he said, okay, listen. He said, you got a mortgage, you got a family, you got to take care of your, your family. He said, is Rick going to take care of your family? When he go to WCW, is he going to give you any money to make sure you're okay? He said, if you don't do this, then this is going to be the end of your career. Yeah. But Hepburn was still like, no, I'm not doing that. He said, well, listen, Earl, he said, I got 10 wives standing by. Because I already talked to Tim, said, hey, it might be a reverend. I might need you. And Tim was like, okay, I'll do it. He said, just let me know if you need it. And then, and then later on, gets fired. So he's like, he like early, or he's like early. You're not gonna do it. I got Tim in the wings, and and Tim is gonna do whatever I ask him to do. Yeah. Then later on, fucks around and gets fired for hustling merchandise on the side. Yeah, that's why Earl got fired. Earl, that's why he got fired. That's yeah. That's why he, he got was fired. hustling merchandise on the side. Damn. No, Earl got well, fired. Let, let me bring it up. Make sure I'm not telling y'all why, because it's been a long time. Because I, I thought Earl just kind of, I thought Earl just, you know, stepped down. No, Earl got fired. Because I, 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 I remember I had, to, I had to stop, kind of watching for a minute, and then next thing you know, I was like, "Where's I'm like, where's Earl Hebner? I thought he retired or something. Then I seen him in TNA. All right, here we go. You, remember, you know he used to be a wrestler. He, I mean, he used to be a referee for NWA. Yep. Yep. Let's see. And they call him Baby <laughs> Earl. I think his brother is the oldest. The one that just passed away? Think, yeah. yeah. Hey. But they call, they call him Baby Earl. Yeah, because I... <clears throat> damn, excuse me. I remember uh, watching some early matches and saying, I'm like, wait a minute. I didn't know Earl was around that long. Yeah. Trying to find it. All right. Earl Hebner denies he was fired for selling WWE merchandise without permission. So he claims it's a lie. WWE says you did it, Earl. <laughs> I don't I don't see a reason to I mean I don't see a reason for WWE to lie to let go of a referee. I mean, I'm not I'm not, I'm not a I'm not a WWE apologist to get fired though. Say what? I said he had to be selling a hell of, have a lot of merchandise to get fired. Yeah. If if I remember the story correctly, I'll go back and look, but if I remember the story correctly, him and Dave were like they had a shit ton of merchandise. And we're selling it without without WWE's knowledge. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. he had to be selling a lot. He had to be selling a lot. Man. So, all right, Brandon, you you you're kind of odd man out here, but Kurt, when you saw this shit, did you watch the pay per view? Okay, I can't I remember if I I believe I watched the pay per view, but that next night on Raw, I'm like, okay, this really didn't happen. This is just an elaborate something and the next night on raw they just ripped bret hart to shreds they had the the mini bret hart yeah. come out there to get super kicked 
Um, but I, I it, that's the wildest thing that I can remember seeing happen in a wrestling ring. Yeah, so what Vince did, Vince thought he was going to be the good guy in this and was trying to make it seem like it was all Bret Hart fought to where he was going to be the baby face and it backfired. Yeah, and that's how we got, it that's backfired. how we got Mr. McMahon. Yep, that's how we yeah. got Mr. McMahon. <laughs> Brett screwed Brett. Yep, I didn't screw Brett. Brett screwed Brett. And I think it was, uh, was it? Brett. Yep, I'm trying to think. That, on that same show, that's when Kane debuted, right? That was uh well that's when he had like his first match but he uh he debuted a month before and then okay. the sale okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's right because he ripped the door off the sale yeah man yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. which I thought was great I that was that was the, talking about the the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels match that was that was the wildest shit I think I'd ever seen um, in a wrestling ring. Imagine if social media was around back Imagine. then. Oh God, yeah, man. Yeah, I'd Ooh. love that. I'd love because because oh, the internet, the internet was still in its baby baby stages back then. Man, they they would have had a field day with that shit. And then, um, man, I was shocked to some degree that um, that Owen stuck around. You was the only one that yeah. stuck around. Yeah. Everybody else, do you know? Fun fact, Vince paid fun. Vince with Vince went to him and paid him more money and was like, Listen, I need you to stay, and this is how much money I'll give you to stay. Fun fact Rick Rude is the only person in wrestling history that has the distinction of being on Monday Night Raw and WCW Nitro on the same night at the The same same time. time. That's it. Yeah. Rick Rude got on that, that shit, shit was crazy. Hey, go on, that shit. <laughs> Man. Yeah, Mick Foley, he didn't show up the next yeah, day. Yeah, he bro. talked about that on his last yeah. podcast. And so listen, so Mick, they had Mick on there as well. So it's Mick Foley, Jack Briscoe, Jim Ross, and Bruce. All of them are on the 25th anniversary of the match we just watched. Yep, okay. all four. And so yeah, go back and listen to it because it's it's really I'll check it out. Um, yeah, I yeah. I didn't realize until Cornette brought it up that he is somewhat to blame for the, <laughs> the Montreal screw job because he's the one that that he says he said it off the cuff, and he's like he did just and, screw uh, it and, and Briscoe <laughs> Briscoe Briscoe backed it up and was like. Well, Vince, we got to do something. Yeah, that's that's because Jim because Jim Cornell was like, listen, when they got there that night, he said, "Do we have a finish?" Vince said, "Yes." He said, "I don't want to know what you're gonna do, but if, as long as we got a finish," and he walked off. Yeah, because nobody knew, nobody knew, but other than Vince, Sean, Earl, and uh, Briscoe, and now. I had I had a take on it that I don't think that's the way they they had to do the match. But I can't remember whose explanation I heard. It may have been the Briscoe explanation. I can't remember. But once I heard it laid out from a different perspective, I was like, 
okay, I see why they did it now. Um, and it, it must have been Briscoe, because Briscoe is the only one that's going in depth about it. Um, yeah. yeah, his, like everybody else kind of talks about it around it, but Briscoe told the whole story like without any allegiances to anybody. He was like, here's what happened, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, once I heard that, I was like, okay, I, I get why they did it now. Yeah, because they kept going around saying, well, we can do this person, this person. He's like, well, that's not what we advertise, and it's too late now. Yeah. He's like, there's no, no way we can do this. Because he was like, well, you know, he had dropped to the yeah. Undertaker, he had dropped to Ken Sharon Rock. Then they like, nobody's going to buy Red and Ken Sharon Rock. They're not going to do that. He would have dropped it to me. And I'm like, yeah, he would have, but it's too late now. Y'all waited too late. <laughs> yeah, it was it was crazy. And they should have, hindsight being what it is now, it's easy to say this 25 years later, but they should have known that building up to a match with the with the history that Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart had, um, especially knowing that he was leaving and going to WCW, that was just, you know, to quote to quote them, that was bad for business. Um, you knew he yeah. was going to WCW. And, and the thing about it was, but the biggest thing is, Vince, he didn't, it wasn't like he had a problem with, with um, Red Hart. He didn't trust Eric Bischoff. Yeah, yeah. He said he felt Eric would pay Red a lot of money to bring the title to WCW. But Bischoff claims, because that, that whole thing, uh, revolves around Medusa showing up and dumping the women's title in the trash. To, to hear yeah. Bischoff tell it, Bischoff didn't ask for that. She she but, mentioned it. No, and he was the, like, "Sure, bring it." it. <laughs> so, but but just but just knowing it happened, Vince was like, "I I don't trust I trust Brett, and I don't think Brett would do it, but I don't trust Eric to not pay Brett enough money to where he would do." It. Yeah, and that that was his biggest fear, and. And listening to Bischoff's show, Bischoff, at, at least in my opinion, Bischoff has been big enough to to look back on some of the ways he did things, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I that was that was horrible, you know." But I would I was trying to win a war, I was trying to win the ratings war, blah blah blah. I can't wait. I uh, I pre-ordered his book, Grateful, that he did with uh, I think it's Sean Oliver. Not Sean Oliver. That's not his name. I can't remember his name right now. But it's the same guy that wrote the the Nitro book that went so in depth. But I cannot wait to read that book because Bischoff is like this is this is the story straight from the horse's mouth, you know, no no bias, no this, no that. I'm being as bare bones as I can be. And one of the reasons I wanted to meet Bischoff when I went to Starcast is because of the podcast. Listening to him. I used to, I'm not going to say I hated Bischoff, but for a long time, like I didn't like Bischoff because I thought Bischoff was to blame for everything. And he has his, his load to carry of blame. But when you, Guy Evans, that's the guy that wrote the book. When you, when you read the book Nitro, you see that, that, that what happened was much, much bigger than Eric Bischoff making bad decisions. And, um, so oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Say what? All right, fellas, time to wrap it up. 
yeah, yeah, we can go in and wrap it up. Um, because I got to get out of here. I, like I said, I still got to go up to my office and and move furniture or move my desk. Um, next week, folks. Uh, not sure what we're going to do. Me and the fellas will, will link up later and talk about how we're going to do on next show. Um, guys, I really enjoy doing the watch along. I wouldn't mind doing more of those. No, we definitely gonna do more. So that's why we're gonna talk on Friday and get our game plan together for next Saturday. And we'll move. Forward. All right, all right. All right, y'all have a good weekend, fellas. All right, folks. Y'all either one of you got uh, got any closing remarks before we head out? I don't know. Y'all have a good weekend. Yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. Yeah, Thank you weekend, all for everybody. joining us. We'll be back again next week at 10 a.m. and uh more stuff to come. Y'all have a great weekend and stay safe, everybody. see me doing this because they don't want me on the podcast for some reason but anyway if you might be interested in supporting these fellas here at the wrestling with my thoughts podcast there's a little link that little tiny link is so pretty but there's a little link at the end of the description of this episode and if you might be interested in supporting these fellas you just click that little link right there and it'll take you to the page where you can leave a little jingle jingle you know what i mean all right there Y'all have a good night.